0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is all about wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert Ron.
2: Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From
1: coast to coast and around the world.
2: You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I I just, I love that.
1: Call our guest line at any time during the live show at area code 646-727-3235. And let's talk about wine. Again, the phone number to call is 646-727-3235. And now, all about wine is on. Here's Ron.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you Thank you. They got to keep moving
2: because they're probably bloody we, cold. And, you know, it just, is cold. Yeah, Do we still just, have?
0: Do we still have bus people? Yeah. I guess yeah. we still have bus people. Okay. It's I wasn't sure where the bus was. Just
2: hanging out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's just, you know, and we've and, been outside the last couple of days, you know, it just is cold. But with yeah. that wind chill, it feels like it's like minus three. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. that wind is, is nasty.
0: See, I'm in, you're in, you're on the west coast, central coast of Florida, and I'm in the kind of central coast, central coast, no, central Florida, and it's 57, 57 degrees now. That's Fahrenheit. The feels-like temperature is 50, and it's going down. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's just 50, a biting cold.
2: 59 here now, and it yeah. feels like 55, and it's going down. I mean, it's just yeah. It's that, yeah, that biting
0: cold. <laughs> I'm it's going to be in the mid-40s tonight, tomorrow night, and Saturday night, and I think it warms up Sunday Thunderstorm, the and then number, it goes down to 50s again. Yeah, Monday. We have
2: a rain Sunday. There's a rain front coming right. through Sunday. So, yep. so that's going to drop it down again. Down.
0: Yep. So right now, winter is upon us.
2: But, the, the, the high, I'm sorry, the low at Tampa International Airport this mm-hmm. morning was 51. The lowest it got in the entire month of February, in the entire month of February mm-hmm. at the airport was fifty three.
0: Mm.
2: So it's wow, colder this week than it has been in the entire month of February.
0: Yeah,
2: it, it um, just is what it did. It just careful. you know, you know yeah, it,
0: it came back. I think it forgot something. Uh, for yeah. that month and then it said, Oh, you know what? It's March. I can still come down to, to Florida and, and visit. I mean it's yeah. really playing havoc up north. Up in the northeast and all of them.
2: Oh my gosh, oh. it's terrible. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. I mean sympathy goes out to them, but still though. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. For it's us no. Cold here. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. not getting power lines knocked down, but it's cool here. No. Right. Yeah. It's no. totally totally different. Yeah. Hmm. So So well <laughs> Today is International Women's Day, so yep. you know, let you know all of you out there. International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Yes, yeah. oh. And uh, Sunday, set your clocks forward one hour. So at two o'clock in, or no, what is it? Yeah, two o'clock in the morning. Get up, set your <laughs> clock back to one, and then go back to bed. <laughs> In that way.
0: And maybe maybe that's it. You know, they they said that the uh isn't it Governor Scott, the Florida governor is uh, trying to they're trying to get him to sign this bill to where we don't have to change the clocks anymore? Yes. Um that's on the table. So what you well, do it between actually, now and Sunday because I forget.
2: What happened? The, the, he signs the bill stating mm-hmm. that Florida wants to keep the clocks ahead one hour. Now yeah. there's two other states Hawaii and Arizona, who don't change, they're on standard time all the time. But yeah. uh, Florida, the legislatures want us to go on daylight savings times all the time. And so, Governor Scott, if he signs the bill, then it goes before the Congress, the National Congress, and they have to vote on it. Let us do it. Wow. We can't just do it, it has to be approved by the Congress.
0: Wish I'd make it an option for the people who, like the, the citizens of Florida, if, if they want to, they can. And if not, you know, being an excuse to come into work late or something, you know. Oh, I'm not uh, late. Oh, yeah. by the way, we don't. My household doesn't change the clocks.
2: And then, and John, oh, okay. I, I, I have chosen not to change the clock. I have, you know, yeah. and <laughs> I'm just going to stay on this time. Yeah.
0: yeah, we don't deserve this holiday. Oh, okay, that's fine. You know, and then mm. it's just like that, we don't deserve. <laughs> Daylight Savings Time yeah. or, or whatever
2: you, know? <laughs> okay. well, you, you don't want to there honor go. Daylight saving Time, and so I just therefore I just panic
0: panic on those days like this Sunday. I'll panic because at what time does the phone update? Because I had a phone one time; it didn't update for like eighteen hours after the fact. Wow! I, and and I yeah, it was stupid. Well, I think this one does it okay, but it was it was a long time ago, and, and then I have one analog watch, so I'd have to search it down to see what the time is. The real time, you know, what the old time is, and then compare it to the digital clocks that are here. You know, the watch. The watch is digital, and it updates based on the phone, so because they're connected. But I have one analog clock or one analog watch in this whole place, and I'm thinking that's what I'm going to be using to go. Oh, the phone updated, so I'm I'm good because you know if it's an hour difference, I know. That's the only yeah. way. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm I'm guessing the phone's gonna. Yeah, the phone the phone's gonna have update, but you know I just don't know when.
2: And, the know, phone and the the VCR are not VCR, but the uh, uh, cable box cable boxes they right. they automatically right. do their thing. And but, at two a.m. Yes, two and a, okay. it springs forward to three, is that? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, at two and okay. springs forward to three. So so everybody get up at two and set your clock ahead to three, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you need to also do your 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 stove and your
0: yeah.
2: microwave and toaster yeah. ovens if you have one and your the car uh, coffee pots
0: yeah if there's one in the your car, car you
2: have to update
0: the, update the car yeah. also I have
2: a the cars thing all there. need to be updated and uh, so yeah it's so a task.
0: So, Sunday, let's say you're watching a show on cable that comes on at you know, 2 o'clock. You sit there at one fifty-eight, and then it comes on between 2 and 3, and then all of a sudden, the cable changes yeah. from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Oh, wow, it's over with, and that's it? It's
2: over. It's over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Or it's a two-hour show, and you only it's get just, to see the last hour. <laughs> just the last hour.
2: That's it.
0: Uh,
2: what they – if you look on the TV guides or the, the yeah. uh, TV listing sites, it, it'll show – it'll skip an hour there. It'll say, you know, this show comes on at 1 and the next show starts at 3. And you're going, what happened to that? What is this? You
0: know. oh, I haven't even looked at that. that that'd be – that that's pretty cool. i have to check that out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they up and do that. Well, when you get up to set your clock, turn on TV. And no.
0: I'm not getting up at 2. I'll, I'll probably be going to bed at 2 o'clock. That's what I usually do. <laughs> 30, 30 yeah, the yeah. Just to make yeah.
2: sure. <laughs> yeah. Just to make sure. Turn on the TV. I can't sleep. But I, can't now, I like daylight saving time. Let me go on record here saying I like daylight saving time. I like mm. the extra hour in the evening. I like all this. And it's, mm. I don't like bouncing back and forth. This is, It's. Just, it's, yeah. it, it's a pain to get used to every time. I mean, mm. You know, they're saying kids in school have a hard time getting up and, you know, just all sorts of stuff. So I like it. And, you know, we are the sunshine state. So if we spring forward an hour forever, that's hmm. fine with me. You know.
0: So you wanted to change Sunday and stay that way? Stay that way. Is that, okay.
2: Let me just a me message.
0: I'll message the governor real quick. Please. Get, him get a hold of him. Daylight savings time. I'm just tweeting him. Uh
2: yeah, yeah. All about okay, wine as endorsed. Oh round. Oh
0: I just put it from me. I just put, okay, all about wine. Okay, there we go. All
2: right, there you go. <laughs> See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh you know, and and because we are seniors and we can have so many snowbirds in the winter that extra our daylight could get them out to eat you know, and, and a little bit later and stuff like that, so, you know, it may you know, so, well true, but you you tweeted him and told him, so we'll have to wait for his response right, sure all that. right now <laughs> <laughs> food food <laughs> food for this coming week, today International Women's Day, no food it's International Women's Day give your woman a hug whoever she may be uh, tomorrow is Nutrition Day. Nutrition Day, whatever that is. Um, eat something nutritious and have a glass of wine with it. Saturday the 10th, National Ranch Dressing Day, which, considering that this is National Fresh Celery Month, National Ranch Dressing could go well with your fresh celery. That's and, a food uh, <laughs> Enough. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Sunday, Eat
2: Your Noodles Day, National Eat Your Noodles Day. And Sun and, and March is National Noodle Month, too. So, you know. We've got uh, Eat Your Noodles Day and Noodle And begins. What's PureM? P U R I M. You can look that up for me if you don't mind because I have no idea. What is it?
0: P U R I M. P
2: U R I M.
0: M O. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I the end, and I got some kind of dog food for Oh, here we go. <laughs> Jewish holiday that commemorates the saving of the Jewish people from Haman, who was planning to kill all the Jews. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's the beginning, uh, the evening of Wednesday, February twenty-eighth. Uh, wait, this ain't right. And ended the evening of March the first. So oh. it's when? Maybe I got that. What wrong.
2: says here on this parim begins on the eleventh. All right. Well
0: that's said twenty eighteen. Uh huh. two thousand
2: eighteen oh.
0: date. It must change because the twenty nineteen date is march the twentieth through the twenty first. This says the 2018 date is sunset February 28th to nightfall, March the 1st. Oh, okay. Um,
2: this is, hmm. well, this is the 17th here. I'm looking at this particular one here. Let me put, yeah, okay. Yeah, This. that's why it must change the date. But that seems yeah. like an awful big change every every time. Wow. Yeah, it is. Hmm, that's odd. If you are Jewish persuasion, you know, let us know why that changes so much. Um, huh. it's Sunday is also day by same time we were just talking about this. It's also Girl Scouts Day. So get your cookies. If you haven't gotten your Girl Scout cookies yet, you get your cookies. You know this, boy, I'll tell you why. Let's, let's comment on Girl Scout cookies, too. They have <laughs> really gotten, gotten small amounts in those boxes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean... Just ask for a donation, girls. Why don't you? Instead of selling those cookies, because everybody opens up the box and there's like eight cookies there. Eight, you know, uh, the small dosey or whatever. They are. Right. <laughs> unbelievable how they cut back micro, on the size of micro sized
0: uh, the thin mint box is small. The the micro sized thin mints, which which are really good. Um, and there was something else I got. I think the I think the tag alongs were the same size, but the other the other ones I was like, what happened? And, and it went up a dollar,
2: so yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's but, unbelievable uh, how they've gotten, you know just shrunk yeah. their size on it. Keep
0: keep the cookies now, but uh, definitely you know I don't mind it, uh, helping financially. But the, you can keep the cookies. It's yeah, you know, it's just gonna, yeah, nothing. <laughs> it, it
2: just, it's just is down to nothing. It's almost embarrassing, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. here here's a donation for you know five bucks. Yeah. Correct. Uh National mean. Chicken Noodle Soup Day is on the thirteenth. Uh, National Potato Chip Day on the 14th, Wednesday. And next Thursday, National Peanut Lovers Day, which coincides with March being National Peanut Month. So that works well there. And Saturday, we're going to have St. Patty's Day. So that's coming up not not too far away there although my key lime wine was a great wine to have with Saint Paddy's Day. And I am sorry but I no longer make that. Oh, where's the
0: something just fell? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I close I have to have to no longer make it. It just makes makes sense there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let Anything else? Oh, yeah, Mike was telling me before the show started that he had a song stuck in his head, and he finally found the source. And, yeah, yeah I mean, I've had songs <laughs> stuck in my head, too. In fact, uh, I've, I've written a Houston uh, song uh, I know a boy, and you know that parts of that are stuck in my head, and I don't know why, you know. But that song's been in <laughs> there, and I always have my what is it, earworms. I always have my go-to song that I put over the top of it, and makes that song go away. But most of those uh-huh. songs that I have stuck in my head, I know the words are pretty close to the words anyway. I mean, I'm not completely wrong. I, I know most of them. But Mike was telling me that he was completely wrong.
0: Yeah. It it was, yeah. I should I should check myself into an institution or something because of that because it was way off.
2: was <laughs>
0: bad, it's bad but... because there was a there was a lot of background noise. You know I can understand that. You know not picking it up, but I could hear it, and I was thinking, oh yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And the lyrics that I actually came up with that I thought I heard would actually make a really good song. So really, right. they're better
2: than ones that you heard. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know about better, but I Almost. think I think it could be an <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm thinking. Well, I mean, they go together. So I could probably write. I, no, I couldn't. But you know,
2: using. But then the you had to I, use the same music, and you would get sued. And you
0: know. Oh yeah. no! I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use the same music unless it was like a, par- a parody of the song. Ooh, I could do a parody. That's ah. Interesting. But um, I mean, it was totally off. But it made sense to me at the time. And you know, now that I know what the stupid thing is, I'm thinking, oh no, that's doesn't make any sense to, compared to what I. Thought I was hearing, so um, uh, I can't. I don't think I can. Yeah, I can't put that on there. Um, so, eh. anyway, since November, I finally found it last Saturday. And, November? Uh, well, yeah, that's when I when I first started recognizing. It and I go, oh, it's it's on some kind of loop that I'm listening to, and you know, I I can hear it like every two hours, but it's oh. little bits and pieces. And I finally. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been looking for it, it since November. November. Wow. Oh yeah. It started in November. My quest, and it was settled. And what I came up with was wrong. And I figured that out Saturday. So there you go. <laughs> but you figured it out. That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so uh, there you go. But uh,
0: yeah, good stuff. What are we at the seven eighteen?
2: Wow, seven eighteen. We seven eighteen. Uh, wow. Are
0: you, what are you drinking? You're drinking. Uh, huh? I'm drinking One of my favorites.
2: Florida State's winery, which I'm sorry, they they are now closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. but Actually that needs to be a little bit louder. Let's try to speak up, people. Speak up.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. All right. that, that is much better. Under. Yeah, that and really on. made a sound right, right there. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I am drinking Florida State Winery's strawberry mm-hmm. Pork, which is really one of the best wines I made. I think. I mean, mm-hmm. the spice was good. The mm-hmm. you know, I can go through all of them. They were good. You know, the key mm-hmm. lime, the stars, the orange—they were all good. They all had their place, and they all had their followers. But mm-hmm. the strawberry port is really, really good, and it's going to be missed not only by mm-hmm. me but by many, many peoples out there.
0: So yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> oh, well. I think I still have. I think I still have. I don't know if it's opened or not, but I think I still have a bottle, and uh, I'm going to wait another month, and then probably I don't know, probably put it up for like a thousand bucks or something. And uh, see what happens. <laughs> <I
2: can do. laughs> there you go. Or open it, and drink it. It'd probably be better. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably better.
0: But I just, I just know someone's going to come up to me. You know, you're drinking a thousand dollar bottle of wine, right? I go, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I know. <laughs>
2: yes, I know. But I could not I part can't with it because there is no more available. <laughs> Florida state wine as closed.
0: Very slowly.
2: Yes.
0: yes. yes. Oh my gosh. I, wow. What a hostile crowd. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh,
2: well, whenever I say the close, that's you know, what happens. I just right. Sorry. I will, I will
0: drink it so, very slowly.
2: For sure. Very slowly. Yeah. hmm And yeah. cool. then find out you can sell it for a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to sell it for $1,000 because I, I have mm-hmm. a few bottles that I can sell for 1000 if That's Oh, case. wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice. I did. It. <clears throat> yeah, scroll, scroll away. Uh, well, talk last week about removing sulfites from your wine. Uh, the Different instruments and different things that they have out there, and all the different stuff that they had that was made to remove sulfites from wine, so that we would have a sulfite-free drink of wine. And the, the whole list of them, actually, uh, Ulu. Uh, I guess it's just pronounced Ulo. Y? am uh, not Y. U L L O Ulo. Uh, was one drop it the wand. I even tested the wand, did some testing on the wand, and found out that it was well, not up to its advertisement. Just stick it, s t i q i t u b free. Uh, the letters u and b free clear wine k l e e r clear wine s o 2 g o so to go. Uh, Pure wine, soul-free, and just the wine. These are all the ones that talked about last week and what they were like. But the one that Yulo, I think it's Yulo. Yulo is uh, on the market uh, from the University of uh, uh, Kansas, uh, University, University of Kansas, a professor there has, uh, came out with this, a the professor Shiflett, uh, let's see, Mark Shiflett, and he was said he found that people are allergic to sulfites and getting reactions to sulfites, and he wanted to see if he can do something to take it out. And uh, he said it's also in other food products like fruit juices. Now, there's something that uh, I didn't bring up last week. Sulfites and fruit juices. So people are saying, I need to remove my sulfites from wine. I get headaches. Well, you know, fruit juice too. Uh, There's uh, sulfite removal things all over the market. Uh, But the uh, one-time use for the Ulo, Ulo? Ulo. It's got the little double dots, the little umla. Dots above the U, so ULO uh, costs about three dollars each. Uh, but uh, Shefford thinks he can bring the price down for sulfite removers to a dollar each. He says some of the current products on the market are too expensive, and they tested them and they do not remove the sulfites. Uh, All of it. They still leave sulfites in there. And he is working on a product that's going to remove them all. However, if you are not allergic to sulfites, and 99% of us are not, there are not hazards to your health. Sulfites do not cause red wine headaches, and removing them doesn't make your wine intrinsically healthier. Now, this guy who wrote this article said, when I tested it, it made the wines taste different and not always better. But the KU has a crack team working on the project, and they figure the results will be a next-generation device that will not change the flavors. And it's working on it. So the next product out, the next one that you might see, will be from the University of Kansas, and uh, they're going to produce... uh, 100,000 of these and get them out there to be sold and tested and all that, and they think they're going to be the best one on the market above and beyond all these others that are on the market now. But like I pointed out at the end, just a little drop of food-grade peroxide, hydrogen peroxide, and it pretty much serves its purpose there, so... But you're not allergic to it. Don't worry about it. But I just wanted to let you know a little bit more information on that one from KU that they are going. They're looking at having uh, having a cost on the dollar. They're saying it's not hard to imagine that wine drinkers will be willing to pay a dollar for a sulfite removal device. Yeah, okay. Uh, I suppose not. So... Uh, So much for that. We are done with those. If anybody out there has used any of these products, and I haven't used any of them except for the wand. That's the only one I've tasted. That's the only one I've tested. That's the only one I've done. And so I haven't tried anything else. So if you are out there and you've tried any of these, email me. Let me know what's happening with it. I'll be happy to talk about it on the show here. Uh, Climate change. Climate change will destroy. Will it's is going to destroy grapevines. This is something I've even reported. It's going to change it. I said it's not going to destroy. It's going to change grapevines. It's going to change where they're growing and stuff like that. Here's an article from a French research team that says that that's not true. It says, new study describes grapevines as crops of global economic importance which, quote, will face increasing drought stress, all right, end quote, uh, because of the high vulnerability of water supplies and uh, seasonal droughts and all sorts of stuff that's going on around the world. We can look at California over this last year, and because of that and climate change causing a lot of that, grapevines are going to be affected greatly. But a report published in the journal Science Advances details some long-term observations from California's Napa Valley, and in the United States, uh, in the United States and regions of uh, Bordeaux in France, and conclude that grapevines will never reach their lethal water potential threshold, thresholds or lack of water potential under seasonal droughts. The researchers uh, from the French National Institute for Agricultural Research say the grapevines they evaluated were not at risk of dying, even in extremely dry conditions, and uh, they will not experience full collapse of the water transport system known as hydraulic failure, even with droughts. Their ability to move water from the roots to the stems and leaves is um, phenomenal, they're saying. Uh, Wine grape production in some world's most beloved regions uh, were thought to be doomed by the climate change. But now they're saying that's not the case. Survival and productivity, noting that agriculture accounts for 80% of all freshwater use in California will still have enough for the sustainability of grapevines. Uh, It also reports that the need to reduce water use uh, in light of the extreme droughts is driving the search for more drought-resistant crops. And with that in mind, they set out to understand fully how grapevines manage water supplies during long-term droughts, and they're finding that the Vitus vinifera grapes, which accounts for the world's you know most of the world's wine production, is very good at bringing water from the ground up through the systems and into the pores of the leaves, through which they breathe and then pass the water vapor on. Uh, it's... Uh, Says that it's not going to cause a problem. It will continue to strive to find water in the ground and it will also manage the grapes uh, and continue to produce strong quality and high quality grapes. So, according to this recent study, the drought's not something and the climate change is not something that grapevines and grape growers need to worry about right now. They're saying it's it's there. It's good for them, and uh, they're going to survive and find a way to survive. So, mark that on your book there. That it's we don't have to panic yet. Little article here. I'm going to pass on to you. This is four ways to increase your knowledge of Napa Valley. Now it's uh, uh, about the Napa Valley wine region, uh, not just Napa Valley itself, the wine region. The Napa Valley Vintors in as they're known as, it's a non-profit association, has expanded its Napa Valley Rocks Appalachian Education Site. And is now offering four different ways for professionals and enthusiasts to learn about America's leading wine region. Uh, there's a uh, new edition, a 60-minute self-guided online course. This was created to help trade professionals who sell Napa Valley wines and to talk about the diverse soils and the climates and all the good stuff we always hear about Napa. And They uh, have this course now that is available out there. But Uh, The course is not just available for wine businesses, wholesalers, retailers, um, large producers. Uh, They're also making it available for enthusiastic wine collectors and consumers who can take the course to expand their Napa Valley expertise. A Napa Valley Rocks certificate is awarded to everyone who completes the online course. Yay, so there's something. I just I found this this week. I haven't been on there because, well, actually, since I retired, I've been lazy. But this is uh, something that's available. You can get yourself a certificate. Uh, the Napa Valley Rocks course is excellent and helps put the region into perspective, said Eric Hemer with MSMW CWE and Corporate Director of Wine Education at Southern Glaciers Wine and Spirits of America, which I have no idea what MS, MW, and CWME. He says he's suggesting that for every team member and anyone who wants to educate themselves about Napa Wines. There are other things available for educators, sommeliers, retailers, distributors, and wine enthusiasts, which includes the cultivating experience, or excellence, I'm sorry, cultivating excellence tablet resource for iPad and Android. And that's perfect for individuals or small group settings such as the distributor sales calls. Also, Napa Valley Rocks slideshow this is available on two links and five languages. English, Spanish, French, Japanese and Mandarin. This is for wine educators or for group presentations. Excuse me. And there's seven short or a single 20-minute Napa Valley Rocks video featuring the wine Bible author and wine educator Karen McNeil and numerous Napa Valley ventures that can be watched independently or sworn to groups. So if you want to learn more about this, go to Napa Rocks, N-A-P-A Rocks, R-O-C-K-S dot com, and you can get the information you need on that. And uh, maybe take that uh, little uh, course and get yourself a certificate and all that other good stuff, which would be cool to hang up that you're educated in Napa Valley. Uh, a little bit about Napa Valley Vintners or Nonprofit Trade or Association, and they have been in existence since 1944. 540 members. Uh, they're striving to produce wines of the highest quality and provide environmental leadership and to care for the extraordinary place they call home, Napa Valley. So, uh, A little bit about that, but again, NapaRocks.com. Good chance to uh, uh, follow up on some of that stuff if you like. Wine Corks. Here we go. Let me see, where am I? Right there. Wine Corks. The Wine corks are an upswing. And if Irene is listening to it, Irene King, I need to get a hold of her too. I I can do that now since I'm not working every day. Um, The year 2009 struck a nadar point for the cork industry. Sales of wine corks have been declining since 2000 replaced by alternative closures, screw caps, plastics, glass, and the fall of the cork had been predicted multiple times in the past. In 1993, the New York Times predicted uh, that at 1993 may see the beginning of the end of the wine bottle of cork. In 2002, uh, Randall Graham of Bonnie Dune Vineyards uh, attended a funeral for the cork. And... Uh, They gave eulogies to the death of the National Cork. In 2004, wine critic Robert Parker of uh, Wine Enthusiast fame predicted that by 2015, cork would be only used to seal a minority of wine bottles and the screw caps would become the new industry standard. Okay, those are all the people who have waxed poetic about the demise of the wine cork. By the end of the decade of the 21st century, such prophecies rang everywhere. Uh, uh, they were predicting the world was shifting and the sales of corks was on the decline, and the cork industry was threatened because bottle stoppers represented 70% of all production. And because of that, then cork itself would be start falling. That's not true. Times have changed. Things have They've converted other directions. Uh, completely different territory than we thought. This Carlos de Jesus, uh, marketing director for Emren, which is the world's largest cork producer in Portugal, and the world said 2008 was the toughest year ever. But sales of wine corks are rising again. According to the Portuguese Association the Cork Association, or APCOR, A-P-C-O-R, and you can check that out, apcor.com. And there's a whole bunch of information on there. It's really a cool site, by the way, so check that out. Cork exports grew 30% between 2009 and 2016. This is a growth of 4% a year. Uh, of all the cork-producing countries... Portugal has a third of all the cork forests. Spain, a quarter uh, of them. And Portugal exports two-thirds of processed cork products, while Spain exports 17%. So two-thirds, you're looking at 66%, 67%. Spain exports 17%. The reason for this shift to increase in sales includes some aggressive-focused promotion of corks and interest in the use of cork within the Asian markets. We've talked about how China has really exploded in the wine industry. It's also brought up the sales of corks. The nosedive and cork popularity is centered on one main thing and that is contamination. Um, 246 Tractornosol or TCA uh, TCA is easier to detect in wines with alcohol levels of 10% than those with a higher alcohol levels, like 14%, giving it a higher incident of being detected in champagnes or reasonings or lower alcohol ones like that. Uh, it's uh, TCA can enter a winery through various ways: old crates, humidifiers, drains where chlorine products are dumped, and that could cause TCA. Uh, It's uh, potent enough that humans can detect it through smell when the concentration is only 5 nanograms per liter. This is the same as saying 5 parts per trillion. If you live in the U.S., U.K., Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil... Soviet Union, much of Africa, and a few Caribbean islands where a trillion is the number one followed by 12 zeros. Otherwise, a trillion means the number followed by 18 zeros. Again, different countries have it. For this article, we'll use the 12 zeros. The human the, uh, the humanly detectable concentration of about five parts per trillion is minuscule. All right. But we can detect it at five parts per million. To put this in perspective, five parts per trillion is like counting one second of time every six thousand three hundred and forty years. Oh, my gosh. I I, just when I read that, when I first read that, I thought, oh, my gosh, what a one second, six thousand three hundred and forty years. That's one part per trillion. All right, so wow. Uh, Widespread reports in the 80s uh, started talking about TCA and the cork wines, and and using the word cork too really put a emphasis on corks and how bad they can be. In 1974, a leftist uprising in Portugal resulted in various owners and workers being ejected from their own cork plantations. being replaced by inexperienced revolutionaries eager to try their own hand at agriculture and it often resulted in well almost exclusively resulted in poor result, results cork is uh, is debarked from a tree every nine years and the impact of the short term slipshod harvesting that they did still reverberated in the world of cork a decade later um uh, it's uh, still giving problems. Actually, I mean, it's taken. Uh, the study was a study was produced in Switzerland in 1981, identifying TCA as an occasional contaminant of corks, but Portugal took no action. Cork producers had enjoyed an uncontested monopoly in Portugal for centuries. And few of them were aware of the study, so they didn't really worry about it. They continued to operate as they always had. Meanwhile, opportunity blossomed for producers of alternative closures. Men um, some weren't new. You know, I mean, Screwcast first came out, and uh, E and J Gallo first used a non-closure screw cap at the end of Prohibition in 1933 and then again in the 1980s. These closures were said to be beneficial to reducing TCA taint and that it did not cause any distinguishable taste difference. And synthetic plastic stoppers also came out. Stoppers allow more air to enter a bottle than cork and can be challenging once removed to reinsert into the bottleneck. So screw cast became a good way to do it. The process also involves detection. Uh, the uh, TC problem started growing in Europe, and so they started to look at ways to fix it. $850 million was invested over a 15-year period to improve performance. 700 million euros, if you're in doing that, eliminating TCA from quark involved both field and factory modifications, and so they started to do it. They started to remove the contaminants different ways. Instead of with chemicals, they started to use,
1: <coughs> excuse me.
2: They started to use boiling to remove contaminants within steel tanks and stuff. Cameron witnessed a dramatic loss of cork cells between 2000 and 2009. As a countermeasure, they invested in some very expensive GCMS technology. Uh, and so today they utilize, utilize this GCMS technology to help identify TCA levels and how much is there. Anything that shows up at one-half part per trillion is detectable by this new technology. Uh, the figure is projected to drop to 10... Uh, uh, oh, uh, each new machine can analyze one cork every 16 seconds, and with new robotics, they're looking to cut that down to every 10 seconds. So that can definitely... Feed up the technology of it. Uh, and as long as you treat it right once you get it into your lab. I mean, when it leaves the cork factory, these are good. You're not going to have a problem. Uh, not all cork cylinders are punched from natural corks. A bunch of them are dedicated to a less expensive technical corks. Uh, these involve shredding cork Treating the granules using pressurized water and steam then reconstituting the granules with heat and a food-grade binder into a stopper, a cork. Uh, These are capped at both ends with discs. Now, this is the one where you see, you pull a cork out and you look at the two ends, you'll see a natural cork, and then in the middle will be this press cork. This is what it is. I've talked about this before. Technical corks, uh, can also be inspected for TCA and they're finding a very low percentage of those. They need to have a different types of stoppers for different types of wines. Uh, the two-buck chuck does not necessarily have to have the same cork as the Screaming Eagle, says the president of Ameren. Uh, traditional universe of producing cork has been slanted by high-gear technology. The Europeans tend to stick with traditional closures, while winemakers on the other side of the globe, New Zealand and Australia, have gratitated to screw caps. Uh, Wineries uh, will stay with one once they start doing it. Uh, Some, though, are using more than one closure, depending on the wines. Uh, The reds, a lot of times, will use natural cork, and the whites will use pressed cork or even screw caps. The... uh, Let me see where we are. I am looking at a picture. I'm sorry. Uh, Cork is versatile and lightweight. It's really only 90% air. It insulates against sound, vibration, temperature. Attractive for flooring and aerospace. Elastic, semi-porous, which is great for winemakers. Within one typical wine cork, there are some 800 million individual cells each being 14-sided. And then they give this great long word here that describes what 14-sided is, which I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it. Let me do it anyway. Tetrakihedrons. And each composed of five layers of natural material that provides structure and strength. It is an attractive yet puzzling material. Uh, We're not sure still how permeable it is to the flow of oxygen and so when you're storing wine with corks how long is it going supposed to stay? There's no formula for that you just got to taste it and understand. And it's the world of cork, it's evolving and it's not going away and the cells are increasing and it's doing much better and it's something that people will always look for in a wine bottle. The sound of the cork Popping out of the bottle is something that can't be matched or anything. You do that no matter where you are, and people will look up and know that you just popped a cork out of a wine bottle. So corks are on the upswing. They're they're coming back. They're here now. They're with us again. And uh, that's a cool thing. Uh, Let me go to the next one here. What time is it? Tintel? Oh, let me talk about this real fast here, and then we'll end it for the night. This is a blog, and it, it's, it's, it's sort of interesting. I the headline of the blog is "So You Want to Be a Wine Judge." Uh, go to soyouwanttobeawinejudge.com by wine and uh, by uh, Juan Washam, W-A-S-H-A-M. So you want to be a wine judge? Uh, your online wine judge certification program. Once you complete this course, you'll be completely qualified to judge in any wine competition in the world. You may even be overqualified. Uh, The little known fact that proven wine knowledge is not required to be a wine judge at any major wine competition. Believe it or not, it's actually frowned upon. Expert opinions are overrated. Tiresome and unwelcome While real people judge wine what is required. Let's begin. Wine producers are solicited by wine competition to submit wines for judging. The winery pays a fee for every wine submitted to be judged. These fees are paid up front. This is contrary to wines that are submitted for review. Uh, The winery pays later for the submissions, either for advertising or the picture on the label being published alongside the review or something like that, but it's not required to have a wine reviewed by a magazine. Uh, actually, I, when we first opened, we had our Chardonnay and our uh, Merlot reviewed by Wine Spectator and didn't cost us anything, which was really cool. The difference between entering a wine for competition versus submitting wine for a professional review is essentially the same as the difference between prostitution and marriage. It's about when payment is due. And that's not my words. That's the words of this writer. Paying to get your wine judge in a grand competition guarantees that you'll get a fair shake. Think of all the competitions. You get a medal, you get a medal. Everybody gets a medal. Lesson two, wine judge qualifications. You can spit, right? That's the only qualification. And then three, New wine judges are often confused about which medal to award to the wine they are tasting. It doesn't matter. Just award a medal and move on. That's what all the other judges are doing. Remember what every wine expert says about wine. That you should just drink what you like. Here's a hint. Everyone that gives you that advice is an idiot. All of them. You don't know enough about wine to know what's good. And it's often best to just admit that. When you defend your opinion with words, I know what I like, that's not good enough. I know what I like is like pyromaniacs and pedophiles, uh, what pedophiles say. Again, this is what this writer says. This is not me. I'm not paraphrasing. A good idea at on each one is uh, what the medals represent. Here is his description of the metals. When you win a bronze medal in the Olympics, it means that you're third best in your category. That's impressive. Only two are better than you. In a wine competition, a bronze medal signifies that you made a wine that the judges hated but couldn't find anything wrong with it technically, so they had to award it a medal, and they gave you a bronze. So if we received a bronze medal at the Summer Olympics only because you ran 100 meters, didn't fall down, and stayed in your lane, even though you weighed 400 pounds, finished in 15 minutes, and you're... Uh, Testes were hanging out of your shorts the whole time, and you're not a Russian women's track and field team, according to the wineries that would qualify you for a medal, a bronze medal. Silver, at the same time wine judge, uh, as a first-time wine judge, best to remember that you're not tasting the great wines of the world when you're judging competition. Um, these wines never entered in wine competitions. A wine competition's goal is to make second class wines appear to rival those that are great. Gold medals for rather pedestrian wines are the equivalent of letters affixed to your name that are awarded for passing a test and learning a party trip. So, that silver medal is the next best one. A silver medal is when a wine is just not good enough to win in the gold. So they give you the silver medal, and it's better than the bronze. Gold is an important piece of advice for your new wine judge. Say gold as often as you can. It's simple. If you, if the wine is fine and you want to say bronze, you might as well go ahead and say silver. And if it's silver metal wine, you know that's worthless, so you might as well say gold. A gold metal wine is supposed to be the best you've put in your mouth since your pacifier. Don't set your standards too high. After all, the consumers who purchase the wines because it receives some random gold medal don't set theirs high. And then double gold, most people have no idea what double gold is. A double gold is when is one that every judge on the panel awarded a gold medal. It's like when every judge on Dancing with the Stars gives it a ten. Everyone gets all excited and everything, but it really doesn't mean a lot. So, according to him, that's what you need to worry about to become a wine judge. And again, this is the Opinions and Article by Ron Washam. Check out so com and go to com to follow his blog. And that's it for the find.
0: Okay, so uh, Tim
2: Atkin. Tim Atkin. Atkin or Atkin, you know, either way would work. But his name is Atkin. Atkin. Tim Atkin. Okay.
0: All right. Uh, dot, dot com. I'll figure it out.
2: And then comments at the bottom of this article.
0: Oh, there were... it is. Yeah. Got it. Oh. Special report, Burgundy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Got it. It's all done hmm. He
2: has all sorts of stuff in there. He, <laughs> he has... well, talks about all sorts of stuff. But yeah. I don't know where he's from. I think New Zealand. Mm, I saw something I thought was New Zealand. Mm. Oh, but Tim okay. Acton, And that's, that's the article there. So uh, the blog. And.
0: Got a phone. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the phone number. He's got a local number. It's. Country code zero two zero seven three four four one thousand. Yeah, that that's. I have no idea where that is.
2: Yeah, that's um, a country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was New Zealand. I was too. I was thinking New Zealand. But. Uh, so there you are yeah. again. National mm. Day of our National Women's Day today. And don't forget to get up two o'clock in the morning Sunday. Set your clocks forward and go back to bed. Right.
0: Or stay awake because you're panicking.
2: Are you going to stay with
0: um, <laughs> Right. So, but our time is not well. Our time kind of will change if your time doesn't change. Our time will be 7 p.m. Eastern time next Thursday, the 15th. So, okay. I'm not sure what that is where you're at, but anyway, we'll change that. Um, I mean, no, we're not going to change that. It's the same time. It'll just it, be different. It will
2: be the same time. Yes, it's, you're right. Yeah. It's not going Only different. It will be <laughs> seven. Yeah, There's. right. And Easter next Easter week, Easter something. well, <laughs> tune in for uh, next week is is a special uh, is a special Ooh. broadcast.
0: Oh, the fifteenth week
2: is a special broadcast. Let me find my paper. What's uh, mm. that? I found it. The first broadcast we did on, on uh talk shoe. for all about wine was on Yeah, it was on three nineteen oh nine. So next week will be actually uh was that nine years ago almost wow. exactly that we started this.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> okay. I know. Uh,
0: I have to see if I can find uh those shows because I thought I had one from two thousand nine in March, but I thought that was on here on Blog Talk Radio.
2: No, so, Talk uh, to you. I got I got the talk to you shows, 319, talk shoe shows three nineteen, three twenty six, four two, four nine, four sixteen. 4.23, 4.30, and 5.7. And then on 5.21 was the first one that showed here for all about uh, on Blog Talk Radio. It says BTR debut. So. 5.21? Okay. I'll yeah, look that, that, that up. First so. one on talk but 3.19 where mm-hmm. first wow. show on TalkShoe. Okay. All
0: right. Let's oh, see what I can find in, in my local archives here. I don't think talk we... was still around i I don't know if yeah, you're... I
2: don't think so either. I tried to look up something the other day You see and I couldn't find it anywhere, but that doesn't yeah. mean that it's not there because I'm not real good at finding stuff anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh,
0: it is on here is yeah, well, I wonder if there's any shows on here, uh, line from Florida. It's... There's a show. There's a show, it. and it's it's called uh, Ask Ron. is is in quotes, and it's wine at seven p.m. I wonder what date that was. let to look that up. Uh, da, 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 da. We have a phone number. Uh, oh, I got a bunch of shows on here. Wow.
2: Yeah, talk to you. Talk to you. We did. Your- Seven shows okay. here? Let me see. One, have, two, three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. seven, eight. Eight shows. On right. That's what I, I have them listed. all here.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have them all here. Yeah, I'm going to download these. Um, it's interesting because I think we mentioned the, uh, the shuttle launch one time. And yeah. that show is here, too. It's special. Live from Kennedy Space Center. That was on the 15th. And then episode 10, I don't know where the 10 came from was like you said. That was our first show.
2: Episode ten yeah. is our first show. Now didn't yeah. we do something else? <clears throat> Excuse me, didn't we do something else before talk shoot? Didn't we were on, on something
0: The one thousand mics, wasn't it?
2: One thousand mics. So we might have done like nine shows on one thousand mics and then switched over and that's why this is episode ten.
0: Oh man, it's thing it doesn't exist. Oh that's not good. Right oh right click and save. Oh, maybe I'll I'll see if I can find it. Um All right.
2: Go. So, that's next oh, week. That's Tune in. We yeah.
0: will we'll maybe uh, have that on there. That. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. I'm gonna listen to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what it sounds like. Um. Yeah. We'll be back. Uh. Next. Uh. On the fifteenth at seven p.m. Eastern, whatever it is, savings or daylight something time. Uh. We'll Eastern, be back
2: next Thursday. Saving. Eastern daylight,
0: daylight time. Savings? Yeah.
2: yeah no, just daylight. Don't say savings. Eastern daylight time.
0: Oh, okay.
2: As <laughs> One opposed of, to standard Eastern Daylight. Eastern, that's right,
0: standard. So we're not standard anymore. Let's well, see, I get uh-huh. this
2: mixed up. I don't, I don't know. We um, won't be standard. In fact, we may be Daylight Time forever.
0: We might so, be. Yes. We we'll find be. out soon. Well, um. Well. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And as Ron said, if you'd like to uh, contact the show, you can do so. Uh, email all about wine. Um, 101 at gmail.com and uh, let them know what what, uh, what you think of the show or any questions or anything like that and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, We'll go ahead and say goodbye for now and we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in
2: and listening. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. thank Thank you.
1: This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash All Wine. Thank you for listening, drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.